Hello, and welcome to Squall and Lucy. Hi. Hi. You are? I'm Squall. I mean Keith. You're Keith? Okay. <laughs> Who are you? I'm, Ke I'm Kira, or Lucy, I guess. <laughs> we live in Cleveland, in like a neighborhood yeah. that like people live in. Yeah, that's where a lot of people seem to live in neighborhoods with other people these days. They do? Not many of them live in caves or oh, under rocks in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They're not all like John the Baptist. But I, I, bet, I bet some people do, so it's good to clarify. Yeah. Just in case people might suspect you're one of those people yeah. who lives in a cave. Yeah, because it is St. John the Baptist beheading day today. Oh, yeah. So. That wasn't a good day for him. It was not a good day Although, for him. I mean, he got to like, you know. I guess heaven would be open once Jesus conquered death, right? So he had to wait a little bit. A little bit. A couple years, maybe, right? Yeah. I don't know if it would be a couple. I mean, because kind of like everything at that part of the gospel kind of happens quickly. Oh. I guess we don't really have a great perspective of how much time was there. But, I mean, you're right. It's within a couple of years. But maybe it was even sooner. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very theological. I'm being very theological. No. <laughs> I just know it was that saint because I had to read it today. So, this is interesting that that is a particular, like, saint acknowledgement thing. Church calendars are fun. I yeah. like them. Yeah. So, you just made cinnamon rolls with pie crust? Oh, yeah. I had an extra pie crust because the first pie crust, I think I must have dumped too much water in because I wasn't being very precise. Like, I was doing it over a food processor. And, um,. I was self-conscious about the fact that I had one tablespoon and it was already covered in shortening and I needed three tablespoons of water so I just started dumping water in and it got really sticky and it was like, you know, the, then I made the next pie crust and I actually measured it and it was like, you know, a nice firm ball. It, it balled up immediately while the other one was goo in my hands and I'm like, I think something's not right here. Yes. So I had to do something with it. So. Roll it out, throw a bunch of sugar. I didn't throw enough sugar on it, so throw more sugar than I, than I threw on it. Throw some cinnamon on and roll it up. And then bake it for, well, it probably took about 12 minutes before I was happy with it, but the original thing online said 8 to 10. Um, actually, I think the star of the show, I, th I like the chocolate one. That's pretty good. I, I think I like the chocolate one a little bit better. Because um, you said someone was allergic to cinnamon, so they yeah, said make the chocolate. Reading the comments on the recipe is always always a good move. It's some interesting advice in there. Yeah, in that case, it just... Sometimes comments on recipes are pretty hilarious. Because they're like, oh, I changed this and this and this. So it's like nothing like the original recipe. <laughs> like, they didn't really use anything in the original recipe a lot of times. Like the Are comments. they hilarious because they changed everything and it worked? Did they change everything and it didn't work? Usually they change everything and it worked. But it's just like you're not even following the recipe anymore. I don't know. Just, you might as well just go and make your own recipe and if you've changed everything. Yeah, but I mean, making a recipe online is a lot of work because you have to write like a chapter book about That's how this recipe true. has inspired your life. Have you guys noticed that like the food bloggers have like, I don't know, like pages upon pages of things about how the recipe, and really all we want to know is the darn recipe. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not a good food blogger. This mysteriously showed up at my engagement. And it followed me throughout my life. Yeah, they will do that. I laughed with it. I cried with it. 
we are I'm sorry if you're a food blogger and you listen to us which you probably don't but if you are I'm sorry it's just I really just want the recipe if you're a food blogger and you listen to us you probably don't listen to us anymore. now you don't listen to us anymore <laughs> or of our whole six people yeah we declare your entire profession illegitimate out of county the mean, excessive storytelling yeah like I get there's maybe they should be like called food storytellers or something I don't know because like I don't know I just it's just hard to to um make the recipe because you have to scroll so much (laughs) yeah and maybe I'm just being impatient and I need to learn more patience and maybe it's a uh as I tell my kids waiting builds character so maybe I need to build my character in scrolling you know, view, viewing ads on mobile websites builds character. What? <laughs> That's like a version of waiting on the internet. It's like an ad popping up every three seconds where you have to scroll through 65 okay. endorsements for this particular oh my type goodness, of cocoa powder. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. That book that I had to like go through. I got like the free-ish cookbook. But it like was ridiculous to get to the free cookbook. You had to do many, many advertisement watching things to get to the free book cookbook. Oh, it's like a real book or like an online. Yeah, this is an actual real book that like got sent to our house. Remember? Oh, I think I vaguely remember this. So you do have to like. So it's nothing is really free. No. You have to wait for a long time for things. I wonder if they sell those things where you can show up somewhere and you get a quote unquote free vacation. But you still have to pay for airfare. It's like only to like... Still have to get there, yeah. And it's like pretty restrictive. And they probably upsell you a bunch while you're there. Yeah. You have to like sit through like three advertisements or like... A... Three hours of something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Not really into that too well. I haven't heard of those in a while. I mean probably because... They some... do call you. Like if you, you... If you go to whatever, like a wedding... I think we got out of the circuit, but like whenever we went to like the bridal shows oh, a long time ago, that was like, it lasted for like five or six years, I think. That's true. Like they, you you put your name in for one little drawing and they're like, you're on this list and like, you want to be off the list. I just honestly have stopped answering my phone to anybody that I don't know their phone number. Like I just don't answer yeah, the phone. Yeah, it's a good move. It's usually garbage now and it, they have local numbers. Yeah. But that's another subject is that if you're getting married, the bridal fair probably isn't really worth it. Don't go to the bridal fair. It's really not worth it. You just don't need it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I guess you get excited. Like, when you're in that, like, you're excited about all these things. I guess you taste cake Your or in-laws something. or something you're excited about. Did, you, did we even taste cake? I don't even remember I any of that. No, nah, I don't think you did. I think it was, like, just... Everything there was way more expensive than I was going to be able to afford anyway. I don't think we got anything accomplished. Yeah, you know, just go to the church, have a cookout. You'll be fine. Keith is a big advocate of the... Okay, so I'm actually the big advocate of someone having a wedding at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And then um, you are an advocate of having the reception be a cookout. A church, like a cookout, either like an... I don't know, at a park or in yeah. someone's backyard or something. Yep. And then, like, you're done by, what, 3 or 4 o'clock? 
you combine these two ideas together and it's really the best wedding ever. It's the best wedding ever because then you like get to actually hang out with your like spouse then, you know, like you don't have to entertain everybody all day long. And you can spend like less than a thousand dollars. You can spend, <laughs> you, you spend a whole lot less money. Put all yeah. that money towards an awesome honeymoon. Yeah, you could go like travel the world together or go like on a pack packing expedition around I don't know in Switzerland or something. It'd be fun. Yeah. We need to redo that. We need to go yes. back in time about eleven and a half years ago. Oh yeah, probably more than that. Past, oh goodness. Actually like twelve years ago because goodness, we were getting like engaged twelve years ago. Whoa. Yeah. We have to go back in time and learn to <sighs> Save money. We got married young, and that was the problem. I mean, not really the problem, but we just... We got influenced by people that were not... There weren't that many of our us. friends that were married before us, so yeah. we didn't have that great of a frame of reference. We didn't have a good frame of reference with that at all. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think we did okay, but it was just very and actually like okay actually our wedding our budget for our wedding was way less than the average budget yeah actually that i think about it it, it probably is impossible to do it i don't think you could do it for what we did i think yeah. at all we, we were very i was very much a frugal spender just because i had a grad school salary and i was not the only girl in my family so i didn't get like a dow I don't know what a dowry or something. I'm not <laughs> sure what so I didn't you know like I paid for pretty much most of my wedding and I had to pay for it so like I definitely tried to make it the most cost effective thing I could do mm-hmm. anyway it's a very weird old yeah, how did we get about? there? There was a bunch of tangents that got us there. There were a bunch of tangents there. You know, and it started with pie crust. Pie crust. Pie crust. Keith does like to bake. He is a closet baker because of the Great British Baking Show that made him be a baker. But I have bought him all these ingredients to make certain things, and he has not touched a single one yet. So Which ingredients? I have bought you like all the dairy-free weird um, paleo that's true I've been just th- <laughs> I've just been buying them within the last two but weeks I, I didn't really even quite put it together that you bought those for me to bake with until now <laughs> <laughs> well because you for your you you gave me a little like app that was for the whole oh, yeah. year yeah. that said you you are allowed to put in requests for baking things and I'm like this is the best present ever because I love baked goods it's, and I have made a number of things I could you make have more, but, but just haven't in the last yeah, I'm couple a months a bit. I can, I can maybe it was now. the weather maybe you don't I like the baking I definitely make something warm. this weekend how about that okay sounds good we're I mean I don't think we we have like open weekends which is very strange we haven't like had open weekends for open a while weekends are nice it is very nice Kind of, I've I've enjoyed this particular week because I've been at home. I mean, it, besides my craziness, <laughs> I've been at home, and I kind of like that we are at home more so, and I can just 
get school done and get the house keep going and not feel like I have to rush places. Kind of nice to go slower. Yeah. Do you feel like you slowed down this week? Not really. You're doing like all these talks for a I conference. Am, yeah, I'm on the tail end of my proposal. So, I mean, I was working more on them. And now at this point, I just need to copy them into the thing. So it shouldn't take me too much longer. Uh, so I'm not going to change any more words. And Don't change any more words. I think I want to improve my, my little speaker profile, the little bio thing. It probably has too many inside jokes in it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He likes inside jokes. Yes. So we have a Christmas letter that we put out, and it's full of inside jokes. He makes it for, like, three people. And most people, like, laugh at it because they have no idea what he's talking about. I'm pretty sure. Though some people are like, that was the funniest thing I've ever read. I, I write a bunch of jokes in a very dense area with the hope that every joke Which is, is two funny people. to, like, three people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you win. (laughs) I always find it entertaining that you are the one who does the Christmas letter now because, like, I grew up with the Christmas letter tradition, and yet you did not, and you've taken it on to be your thing. Well, the thing that happened was it got to Christmas, you know, right after we got married, and you said, oh, we should do a Christmas letter. And I read (laughs) one of these things, and I was like, what? And I was like, if we're doing this, I'm 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 going to make it really goofy. I did not realize that that was the re- the way it started. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and you've just kept it up ever since. Yeah. I mean, once I did it once, people were, you know, they my audience was clamoring for I you do you have like the first Christmas letter? I have all of them. You have all of them. I, I need to go back and read them all. You know, you can make a book out of our, our lives of Christmas letters. Oh my goodness. Like you, you have to like keep living for a long time, because then you'll have, um, you know, like sixty pages. Oh, I should write little forewords to each one too, and we could publish it. Could oh, you could. This is how I'm gonna get rich in like thirty years. Whoa. But see, like if you have just in thirty years, you will have forty pages. I guess technically you'll have eighty pages because they're like one page, single spaced. Yeah, pretty I, small. I cram so you might there. really like have three pages per page. Okay, so then you have 120 pages. That's kind of getting close to a book. And if you do forwards, then you, you can probably get it up to 200. Yeah, the forwards can make it interesting because, like, I mean, each one of those has a story. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of one of my favorite backstories is the one where you're like, this year is really bad. Um, and there's, like, you know, a lot of reasons for that. And so... She was, and you were like, I don't know if I want you to write a letter about this year. So I wrote a letter about 20 years in the future. And he made me laugh, and that was, like, the best, <laughs> like, therapeutic thing ever. It, like, just made life a little bit better. So maybe that's the goal of your letters, just to make life a little bit better. Oh, that feels more purposeful than just <laughs> pulling people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, because we need to laugh more in life. I am. I, I was trying to tell you this. I gave him this challenge this week. I don't know if he's really, like, made it happen. I'm trying to make some jokes. You've made some jokes. But I said, like, you have to make me laugh, like, five times a day or something like that. And some days he's gotten me to laugh, like, three times. 
once you put pressure on, it's really hard. Apparently, so you can't give impossible. a pressure job to him. He does not. You do not do well under pressure, huh? <laughs> I was just reading. I was just um, me being me. I, I I found another personality quiz type thing. Um, and this one was this one was one from the book that I actually had read. Like you know, the temperament God gave you, or I think I had the one, the temperament God gave your children. And this was done. They did their own little quiz. So Emmy Emmy put this on like a one of her sites that she writes for, and she did like a whole post. And I should really read the post, but I went to the right to the quiz <laughs> because that's how I am too. I was very excited about the quiz. Um, and it had like the temperament, um, like temperaments are melancholic, sanguine, choleric, or choleric, and phlegmatic. And you are phlegmatic. And apparently, I have phlegmaticness in me. It's weird. I never thought I was a phlegmatic at all. But I'm uh, anyway melancholic. And I don't know where I'm going with this because you're totally looking at me and I've totally lost all my train of thought. Because I always forget what each of those terms mean. <laughs> well, there's, there's the moody melancholic. I always tell myself I'm like, I'm the moody melancholic, which means I'm, I'm broody. Or not broody. That's not the right word because that means you're like brooding. Brooding is much different than broody, right? Broody means like you want children. But brooding <laughs> means like you're like. Well, you say both those words. They both sound exactly the same. <laughs> they do. I'm sorry, but if you look at them in context, like if you look at them written, like one has a dy ending and one has an ing, and I think they're completely different words. <laughs> I feel like you're pronouncing something. I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly because I pronounce. What do you things... say brooding? It means having children. What do you say brooding? <laughs> <laughs> Made you laughing. Yes, you did make that. <laughs> uh, why was I talking about temperament? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I was just doing a quiz, and there was it was a really good quiz though. Like I actually enjoyed it, and it was like it gave me the result I knew. Like oh. I was like I was glad to so have the same the result. I you know sometimes I'm just like, am I gonna mess up? I don't know if you ever get this thing when you take a test. Like one of those that you're just like, I could answer this a million different ways and get a different result, right? You're concerned that and you're so, gonna mess up an internet quiz. And yes, <laughs> and and an internet personality quiz, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but the thing is, when I when I got the result, that apparently is me. Like I, it oh, even passed. it even it even like said like I'm a hypochondriac. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, hypochondriac, moody, melancholic. You know, that is me. The internet gives you an A. It gave me an A. And I was really, really excited to know that I was, like, the that combination. Because I had thought that I was that combination from reading their books and such. But, like, the ones that are on the internet usually are not that intense. and usually Or, or you have to pay, like, 20 bucks for, like, the real one. So, it's just... It was nice to have a decent, it was a, you know, it took me like 10, 15 minutes to do this test. I mean, that's not that long, but like for an internet quiz, that's pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty long. That's the investment for the internet. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. I, mean, so. I think we need to do the thing again where like we pinpoint fictional characters and what temperament they are, so I can actually remember them. Like, if 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 we could take like a series of video game characters and say that one's melancholic and that one's choleric or whatever, I might actually remember. <laughs> okay, I can see trying to do that. We did that once. We did that. Okay. I well, okay, apparently Rory, they said that Rory Gilmore was a melancholic. Hmm. Does that give you any kind of oh. understanding there or no? I mean, there's so many things about Rory. She's kind of weird. Yeah. <clears throat> trying to think. They also had listed, like, St. John, which I was like, St. John, like the guy who wrote the Gospel John. Like, How did they figure that out? How did they figure <laughs> that out? Yeah. Yeah, so that one was one, and then there was a few other ones. Okay, I'm going to try to look up one character. Well, so usually they do, like, the Myers-Briggs types. Those are a little bit easier to find. Oh, yeah. But the actual temperaments, those are the ones that are, like, rooted in some philosophy or something. Okay, I'm not getting much on temperament. MBTI. Yeah. Those are easier. MBTI database. Have you ever been on this? Yes. That's kind of cool. Yes, I have. I've spent way too many hours on that, probably. It was funny. Today, I was walking out of the dentist, and I was walking to the car. I guess I had turned, but then the people were coming down the the, um, street behind me, and they were talking about Myers Springs, and I'm like, huh, I want to eavesdrop on your conversation because (laughs) I just want to know what you're talking about Myers Briggs. But they didn't, you know, they were kept walking and I kept going to my car, so. Do you remember what MBDI am I? I am? Hmm? Do you remember what Oh, you are INTP. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I decided to look I up. I know that very. I, looked, yeah. I, w- I wanted to look up one of the, um, the namesakes of our podcast, Squall. Squall. He was an INTJ. INTJ. No, you are a P at the end. That's right. You have become a little bit more J in life. And I think that's the thing with Myers-Briggs is that I don't feel like it sticks 100%. Like, you can kind of... Maybe it's just because, like, you're... It's not so much... Like, you're not 100% something. Like, you're... You lean towards the perceiver versus the judger on the end. But maybe you're just not super strong in some of it. Like, you're just not, like, 100% P. Maybe you have a little bit of J in you. Or maybe it's just being married to me, who's the J on the end. MBDI came from stuff from Carl Jung or Jung. How do you say his name? Jung Jung. I don't know. I thought it would come from Myers Briggs. <laughs> well, I guess it's like bait. I mean, he didn't make it, but it's MBDI assessment was developed from the work of prominent psychiatrist Carl G. Jung Jung. How do you say his name? I can't understand that pronunciation. That's fucking. What does that mean? He's German. You're studying German. Well, J would be ya. Young. Young. I thought it was young. Okay. Carl Young. Hmm. Because my one game I is based on... I actually learned something in German. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> my one game is based on other work from Carl Young. Oh. So I should look up the, the personality tapes from those characters. Yeah. And I should try to... I think I could get more interested in something of this 
by studying philosophers. I could see getting, part of me could see me getting interested in philosophy. Philosophy? Yes. Okay. Especially if a video game encourages me to get interested in philosophy. Which particular video game will get you interested? Oh, Persona. Oh, okay. They actually, in, in Persona 4, they have a whole, um, the, there's this one point where there's like, they go on a overnight field trip to the high school from Persona 3, and they take these classes with this professor who goes into a bunch of the philosophy stuff behind the game, and after you do that, there's an extra unlocked where he's actually teaching you Jungian concepts, huh. like his the whole Persona concept developed by Carl Jung. Interesting. So we might have found your ticket to not being like, uh, every yeah. time I talk about it. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I mean, I've just, I think I've steered a little bit more away from it because I feel like I used to want to understand who I was. And I thought that like that by knowing some of the information, I could understand who I was. Maybe because I just wasn't confident in who I was. And some now, now it feels like it's kind of like only a starting point and then you kind of have to break off from the starting point and like really discover who you are and who God means you to be and actually work on the things that your your weaknesses instead of saying like I am this and because I am this I am not going to be good at like I can't do this like it's using it as like a crutch and you can't really use personality types as a crutch you sometimes just have to rise to the occasion though the one thing that did help <clears throat> when i you know i am sure i took this earlier but when i actually took it and was kind of internalized the mbdi in college, in grad school was understanding that being introverted isn't just a personality defect no it's not a personality defect because <laughs> i used that to is, just I mean, fault I myself think, for it oh okay see i do think and i actually didn't realize that um I always thought that I was more extroverted just because I apparently came from a family that's full. Well, I guess my dad is not. I don't know. I just always thought that, like, they were all introverted. But I think there's not. It's actually maybe some of them are actually extroverted. And I just don't understand them. But I always thought that I was more extroverted and I realized that I'm more introverted because I definitely, especially being through motherhood, like, or maybe it's just motherhood in general. Like, I just need silence. I just need silence and time to refresh. And I like to read books, and I just need those times just to, like, to calm down. Like, especially what I think was my, my deal breaker for that is if I go somewhere and I'm out late at night, which is one of the reasons why I don't do well late at night being out with people. Because I have to come back and it takes me two hours to wind down. Like I can't, like I need to refresh after that. Otherwise I just, I'm going to be up all night. And that's a, that's when I realized that I have more introverted qualities than extroverted. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, people even made MBTI cards for all the characters. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have so much fun reading these. Sorry. He had fun. He, he's, he's now found that maybe he will become an MT. What is it? How, why is it MTB? Myers? 
M- M- B- okay, MBTI. Myers-Briggs what type. What does TI mean? <laughs> I don't know what the I actually is. <laughs> it's Myers-Briggs type something. I don't know what the I is. What is the I in Myers-Briggs? So, guys, if you know... I mean, I could just look it up. <laughs> you could just look it up. He has the internet at his fingertips, and he's just like... Type indicator. Indicator. Thank That's you. I was like, introspection. <laughs> that would just be my word, probably. And what do you think? I'm going to end with this because we're almost to about a half an hour. We have a, a, um, a plant tank, as I would say right now, because it just has a water plant in it. And we had fish at one point, And we didn't do well with a beta. And we didn't do well with mountain minnows the um they're minnows so white cloud mountain minnows what kind of fish would do well in our little tank or did we just are not good at pets i'm not sure if we're just not good at pets that can't die are there like yeah are there non-killable fish (laughs) because we kill fish and we don't want to kill fish and we feel sad every time we kill fish and i'm thinking my problem is i like want to be a feeder of the fish like I just want to keep making sure they have enough food and apparently that kills fish so I need to not feed the fish don't feed the fish right yes. don't feed the fish don't feed the fish but Except which every fish, once in a while I'll feed them because I meant every like go. every once a week or something <laughs> um let me know what kind of fish I should get because I have a smallish tank maybe like three gallons and it's got a plant in it and I think we can add maybe a little castle or something so the fish has some more fun the first three fish recommendations get our Christmas letter yes yes there you go perfect perfect incentive (laughs) all right take care bye-bye bye-bye